The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You too, go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off, and he went out again about noon, and and around three o'clock, and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others still standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. Then those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more but each of them also the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give the last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Typically I begin the homily after this Gospel with a quip about keeping salary negotiations confidential. Started a different way this time. I'm going to refer back to what I call the dark ages, what you would call the spring of 20, when the pandemic hit, (laughs) time I prefer to forget, but some good things did happen in it. One of those things, a point of pride for the university was we paid everybody at that time. Remember, it was uncertain. And sure, a lot of people were working from home and keeping the place running and students educated. And that was awesome, but some people could not work from home. The food services folks, the janitors, the physical plant, etc., and we paid them. They didn't charge vacation time, they didn't charge sick time. We paid them, and our lens through that was Matthew 20. Okay, so we wanted to take care of our people, and we did. And I say that to spotlight Matthew 20 about generosity, the importance of being generous, irrespective of the circumstance, and irrespective of who you are. The gospel that we heard is a very hope-filled one. It focuses us first and foremost, on love and mercy. Justice and fairness come in second in this one. And justice and fairness are important, certainly. But love and mercy rule the day in this gospel. And it gets us thinking. Sometimes we wonder, you know, we can focus on the fairness part. You know, and think maybe of the good thief, the one who was crucified next to Jesus, He came running across the finish line at the last second, so to speak. He repented. He was right there on the cross. He was just a few minutes away from passing on. 
And he turned to Jesus and he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said such comforting words. This day you will be with me in paradise. And the picture of the repentant thief breathing not just a sigh of relief, but his last sigh as he enters into paradise. That's how hope-filled and merciful and love-filled this gospel is. The fairness aspect at a certain point just kind of dissipates. It goes away. And again, if this, like any parable, if it bothers us, if it gets us thinking, then we need to ask ourselves why that is. Maybe there's something in my life I need to work on. St. Catherine talked about how the way to heaven is also heaven. Now ponder that for just a moment. The way to heaven as we go through this world, as we go through life, with the way, Jesus, the way to heaven is heaven. That's a deep one. Ponder that in your prayer. But think of it this way. We just heard somebody in the gospel say, I worked in the hot sun all day. I want to get paid more than that. That is a very selfish lens. That's one of a, of a complainer, one who's focusing on fairness and not necessarily bad that he does. Here's a spiritual way to say it. I have had the privilege of participating in the divine life all my life long. I have followed Jesus, good and bad, up and down, thick and thin. I have followed the way. I've had the privilege of participating in this my whole life. So in other words, we see the good things and the, you know, and the challenges that we experience during our life as part of the way of getting to heaven. So when we see religious obligation as an albatross, again, we've got to ask ourselves, okay, what's up with that? Why is it so difficult? What's going on? Where do I still need conversion in my life? Let me give you another example. We have a lot of students who volunteer their time at the Dorothy Day Outreach Center. It's awesome to see. We lose track of the number of students who help us there, and some are there. And, and they would be honest and tell you this. They would be honest and say, yes, I'm volunteering there because my team is doing a project and we have to do so many hours. Okay, so they start out doing it as a sense of obligation, command performance. But then during the course of the project, during the course of doing works of mercy, a change of heart takes place. The students enjoy doing this. They really do see Christ in the poor people, and long after the official requirement is over, they continue to volunteer. That's conversion. That's the way to heaven. That's the way. That's working in the vineyard. That's participation in the divine life. Conversion takes place. Now here's, the, here's the key here to, to this gospel. Kingdom of heaven is love. Faith and hope have passed away. The kingdom of heaven is all about love. And love, as one theologian says, is about willing the good for the other. When you love somebody, you want the best for that person. So instead of the guy saying, I worked hard all day, it was hot out there, give me money. When you look at it through the eyes of love and mercy, that person says, Hey, that's awesome. 
He's getting paid a full day's wage. That's great. He's getting into the kingdom of heaven too. That's great. When you have that much love, you're happy for this person. Here again, another example. Let's think of a, of a mafia member. And if there's any mafia members in this room, don't identify yourself. Okay. But <laughs> think of a mafia member, you know, the, the really bad ones who spend a lot of time in jail and have killed a lot of people. Even they can get into heaven. Suppose one repents at the last minute and he gets in. The person, the Christian who has persevered their whole life, because he or she is a Christian, says, praise the Lord, a repentant sinner. The mobster got in too. That's awesome. Praise God. When you look at it through spiritual eyes and you live it, that becomes the natural reaction. This is a great parable. It says so much about our God, and it says so much to each one of us. Love and mercy are at the forefront. Yeah, justice is important, fairness is too, but love and mercy are at the forefront. In the book of Isaiah, we just heard the scoundrel, we just heard, let the scoundrel forsake his way and turn to God for mercy. And the gospel says, even if you do it at the last minute, you can still be welcomed in, Allah the good thief. The gospel challenges us to move beyond a human response. Hey, I worked hard all day in the hot sun, what about me? Challenges us to move to a very Christian response. This day you'll be with me in paradise. Rejoice over one repentant sinner. I did work hard. I had the privilege of coming to church every Sunday. I got to hear the word of God. I got to receive the sacraments. I got to do works of mercy. My, my life was so blessed. And I'm happy too for the one who came along at the last minute and saw the light and repented. We could all enjoy the kingdom of heaven together. We have a lot to be thankful for. A God, who looks as a, a God who looks upon us with love and mercy and draws us to himself.